1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Good morning, Lee.
3: Hey there, Tara.
2: Yeah, so Nikki Haley thinks she's running for president.
3: Oh, yeah, she's been thinking that for some time. Yeah, I mean, she's it's not obvious, running that's... for president.
2: I mean, she might try. Yeah. It's not going to last long. Um, yeah, no, um, Nikki Haley, if you notice the timing of her being pushed forward right now, this is why they're going ahead and moving her forward. She is part of the Bush clan. She's third generation. Remember the presidential election here? The primaries came through. Mm -hmm. Who, and, and this is how you could tell what political base she comes from okay but politicians at this level come from bases their fundraising base right right they've gotten as far as they have because of their fundraising base who's her base
3: it's Bush Romney mm-hmm.
2: and you knew that when Romney came through here because guess who she endorsed right. over Newt Gingrich yeah
3: Romney it was Romney along with uh, Rubio
2: yeah Rubio is part of that fundraising yeah. base as well that Jeb Bush um, and so the Bushes are to the point now they cannot run on their name. Neither can the Cheneys. It is absolutely politically toxic. So they are pushing forward another generation. That generation is in this order, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott. Um, they're going to try to get one of those on the ticket. You see her pushed forward right now. Why is she being pushed forward by the Bush cabal right now? And at this point, it's the Bush fundraising cabal since there aren't a darn one of them can win an election. I mean, when you have P. Bush, third generation, Run statewide in Texas, Texas, with the name Bush, for attorney general. And get curb stomped by 10 points, by over 10 points, double digits. Outraising Ken Paxton more than 5 to 1. What the Bush cabal has is a lot of money. Uh, What they are out of is candidates that can win. So what you just saw here, this is, is, I'm getting to the timing of this with, with Nikki Haley. One of their other candidates was Mitch McConnell. One of their other candidates was Kevin McCarthy. They are holding on very tenuously to power. They've controlled the Republican Party since Daddy Bush took office uh, after Reagan and broomed all the conservatives and anyone who wanted to be free or just have borders out of the party. So um, you just saw Kevin McCarthy humiliated. That wasn't just a humiliation of Kevin McCarthy. That was a humiliation of the Bush machine. Nobody would have dared Dared put up a fight like those 20, including Ralph Norman, uh, our upstate Congress member. Thank you again, Ralph Norman. I can't say uh, how much of a hero you are to me for the risk you took um, there. This was an absolute humiliation. So even Kevin McCarthy can't win anymore. They're down to uh, less than five names they can put on a ballot to try to capture an office again. And again, among those names are Trey Gowdy, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Marco Rubio. So you see what, they're, see, what you're watching right now is them pushing Nikki Haley forward. Um, this is not a move of strength. This is a panic move. After, this is them asserting, hey, listen, we're going to have a future in the party. This is them asserting that to the donors, because while she writing checks? I mean, you can get, you can barely get Kevin McCarthy across the line. How many votes was that? 15 to get him a speakership? So let me tell you what's happened. They've spent the last week on the phone assuring the donors that prop up the Bush machine, that they still have a future, because why else would you write checks, Right? I just know this. I've once run statewide campaigns. I know how this goes. You're either on the outside or the inside of the Bush cabal. It was that way when I was running campaigns up in North Carolina nationally. We were on the outside, not naturally. We wanted to govern for the citizens, not uh, my candidates. Candidates actually not for the cabal. Um, so, you know, if you're in the Bush cabal at any level, the checks just come. It's not hard. Um, But then they tap your shoulder when they need something. So them pushing Nikki Haley forwardly is them saying we do have viable candidates. Hey, just ignore what happened with P. Bush. Just ignore what happened with Liz Cheney. Just ignore the toxicity of our name. Just ignore the fact that we can barely get Kevin McCarthy over the line when Republicans are the ones voting. Hey, we got Nikki Haley. Look here. Write a check. That's what this is. That's why she's coming out now. But remember what Nikki Haley's national debut was. She could run all she wants in this state. I'm going to play this over and over and over and over during the primary. And in a field of six, can we knock her out here in the upstate? Yes, we can. Get a big field, we can knock her out. I'm going to play her rebuttal to to Barack Obama's State of the Union. She w- She made history. Lee, remember when she gave that rebuttal? Oh, yeah. She was the first Republican... normally the Democrat puts their vision forward and knocks the Republicans around a bit, then the Republicans give their rebuttal, they knock the Democrats around a bit. Nikki Haley was the first Republican to give a rebuttal to the State of the Union speech in which she knocked her own party around. Had nothing for the Democrats, she didn't care. She used that rebuttal to trash Donald Trump, who was surging in the primaries at that point. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Not just trash Trump trash his voters and his supporters is xenophobic that's what she thinks of you and that is because that is what her fundraising base expects her to say she does not get paid she does not fill her campaign coffers unless she says anything else that's who she is so she can run all she wants we're gonna have a ball here playing that on this station i think i'll email the clips to charlie (laughs) let's have fun let's do it she wants to run we're gonna run on a record we're gonna run around a record right here You think being from this state's going to help you, honey? Ha! I've got a long memory and a really big clips file. There's thousands of clips in it. Um, And so I'm just going to play what she thinks of Trump voters and Trump supporters straight through the primary. Which is absolute derision. But this is why they're, they're pimping her at this point. This is why she's had at this very moment to come out and say this. Why now? This seems random. Um, because they need to raise money and they need to prove, again, to those donors in a Bush Cabal, they have a lot of money, but they don't have names and they don't have candidates who can win. Hey, look, we got a future. You need to keep writing checks. Look for some sort of movement by Tim Scott in the next couple of weeks. um some sort of announcement, maybe low, lower, lower level or you know, more low-key that indicates that he too is in the hunt because he's the, he's their other big candidate. Um, and this is why when you watch Tim Scott Lee, if you watch what he does, he's, he, he will gun for Trump. They tap them on the shoulder from time to time. Not too much because they don't want the people to figure out who they really are. Nikki Haley will come out and pile on Trump or his supporters. So does Tim Scott. Tim Scott has... Far more derision for Donald Trump and his supporters than he ever had for the Democrats. And Nikki Haley is the same way. And they'll come out and do a hit because they have to. That's what they get paid for. So that's just them trying to show there's some life left in the Bush machine, that they can find any kind of candidate who can win something.
3: It'll be somewhat interesting to see uh, who actually uh, from the South Carolina political scene shows up for the uh, Trump event. I believe it's January 28th in Columbia yeah um, for that and uh, apparently uh, the the information we're getting is a governor McMaster and and uh, senator Lindsey Graham will both be in attendance there's um you know indications there will be other statewide political leaders it'll just be interesting to see who shows up for that
2: you know what else would be interesting too okay so Nikki Haley that she's was chosen and groomed by them for a long time just because she's from the state this yeah. is a kingmaker state was yeah. for Joe Biden, right? In The primaries yeah, to
3: some degree. I, I think, uh, you know, Clyburn gets a lot more credit than he is due for that because Biden was always leading in the polls here in South Carolina. Yes, but he was. He always gets credit for oh, he saved Joe Biden. I'm sorry. I watch those polls and every time I hear this, it sort of grates on me. Clyburn, yes. Did it help Biden? It certainly did. Was it a, a you know help for his campaign and, and assured him to, to going forward? Yes, it did. But Biden was always leading with Democrats in South Carolina. That wasn't because of Jim Clyburn. But anyway, I'm sorry. I digress.
2: Yeah, no, but here's what's interesting, okay? Um, Remember Donald Trump got, uh, endorsed our governor, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Governor McMaster owes Trump. Has been, um, for whatever faults, McMaster has a very loyal Trump guy. Yes, he has. Very, very loyal. So here's what's going to be interesting. In a primary, who does McMaster choose? Mm -hmm. Does he choose Trump or does he choose Haley?
3: I think he's going to stick with Trump.
2: That's what my guess would be. In fact, I'm not really convinced she's actually running. I think this is more of a peacock parade for the Bush donors to show that they have another generation. They have a bench that, can, that, that is out there that is young and is
3: untainted by the stain of Bush and Cheney. And a lot of times, particularly younger candidates... Tend to get in early to get the name recognition yes. out there. Now she's got obviously got great benefit because she got a lot of attention because she was the first minority to be governor of South Carolina as a you know Indian woman of immigrants um, and a woman that was a governor of South Carolina. She got a lot of attention for that, and of course uh, her ties to to Trump, even though she criticized him going in uh, and, and you know being the uh, uh, resigning as governor and then going on to the uh, U.S. Uh, ambassador to the UN situation. She got a lot of attention about that. She's, a, you know, a high profile woman, Republican woman in American politics. She's got a lot of attention for that. But still, like I said, many of the younger candidates will often get into this just simply to get that name recognition out there. And, and but as you point out, this is all about the money.
2: Yeah, it's about the money. Um, and again, you know, we're happy to help her. I'm very happy to help her run on her record. I keep a very deep and a very wide clip space and we will remind everybody what she thinks of them. If you voted for Donald Trump, you're a xenophobe and the xenophobia needs to be struck from the Republican Party. Nikki Haley. Backing up her man, Barack Obama, after the State of the Union speech, she doubled down on his charges of xenophobia in the Republican Party. Right there in my clip space. So go ahead and run, honey. I can't wait. Oopsie. Yow. Looks like they can't find the Supreme Court leaker. You know, the one who leaked the Roe v. Wade decision nearly got a Supreme Court justice killed. That guy. Caused something that we've never seen before in America. So many things we've never seen before in America are happening now but caused something we've never seen before in America, Supreme Court justices, to have to physically go into hiding with their families. And Democrats, you remember, had a chance to vote for extra security, extra protection for, that, for their families, and refused to. Nancy Pelosi wouldn't bring the bill to the floor because they want them to live in fear. That's who they are. They're Democrats. But the guy who kicked all of that off, the Supreme Court leaker. Can't find him. You know why? We're not looking. Kind of hard to find what you're not looking for. You know who is not looking? FBI. Oh, that's why we can't find them. Yeah, they're not looking. Can you imagine if this had gone the other way? This was a uh, decision that, um, you know, had hurt the Democrats and benefited the Republicans. The, The FBI would already kick the door in on whoever did this. Because this is stealing, what they did, you can prosecute this. Uh, but the FBI is absolutely not interested. Um, so uh, and you this this time you can't blame them because, um, even though the Justice Department could decide themselves to take this up and dispatch the FBI, they won't do that. Uh, Chief Justice Roberts has said, "No, nah, no, nah, we won't involve the FBI." Why has Justice Roberts done that? Why would he want to protect his Supreme Court justice? Because this is going to happen again. It's been rewarded. We're going to have one more lawless agency of government. Why would Supreme Court Justice Roberts say, I, I, I don't want to catch the leaker? Because you remember Supreme Court Justice Roberts originally was, was trying to cut a deal uh, with the other uh, Republican appointees on the court well, we'll let you have your abortion up to 15 months, but we'll limit it there. And they said, no, we're not. We're going states' rights here. This isn't about abortion. It's about an even bigger issue with abortion. It's about the states have the right to decide this issue. There is nothing in the Constitution that gives us, the Supreme Court, the right to decide this issue. The correct ruling, in other words. This is Justice Roberts slapping back at them. That's what this is. But Rachel Campos Duffy was covering this in D.C., and. Uh, she had the absolutely perfect take on this unbelievable the announcement that they they give up they just can't find the leaker and I can't get the audio because my darn it this isn't working uh hold on bear with me I'm gonna get it hold on um Rachel Campos Duffy talking about this she really nails this hold on let's see if we can get it yeah there we go all right here we go.
4: On just the irony here. I mean, there's such a mistrust, distrust in our institutions. Remember, they weren't able to find the pipe bombers on January 6th either. Uh, I think that it's ironic as well, Carly, because, you know, the FBI has been raiding the homes of peaceful pro-life, you know, pro-life protesters. um, And yet the FBI has not been called in to figure out who leaked that draft that, again, is undermining trust in institutions and in the Supreme Court. So maybe Justice Roberts thinks this will bring, um, you know, not not pursuing this, not bringing the FBI, not getting to the bottom of who the leaker was. Maybe he thinks that will bring about a little bit of, of cohesion and peace among the justices, because clearly the clerk worked for one of those justices, But it is going to do very little to bring this country together who already, as I mentioned, distrust institutions and feels like there's a two-tiered justice system where conservatives and pro-lifers have their homes raided and, you know, Uh, Joe Biden doesn't um, or, you know, Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago is is raided, but 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 not Joe Biden. I mean, there's just so many instances of two tiered systems uh, of justice that I think it's dangerous uh, for our democracy. Yeah. And, you know, the leak, of course, triggered protests and attacks on pro-life centers across the country. And amazingly, yesterday, the FBI announced that it's finally offering a twenty five thousand dollar reward for anyone um, with information and who's responsible so good news there but also what took them so long
2: yep that's the question because they like this kind of thing they encourage it by ignoring it they do um speaking of finding things you have a dog I know this is random you have a dog who runs off had a dog like that once i loved her so much too you scare the heck out of me she would just take off sweetest animal ever high emotional eq not the, high, not the smartest uh, street sense type of dog, though. Which is why you'd worry about her when she ran off. You have a dog like that? You know what you need? Uh, especially if you have Apple products. You need Apple AirTag. One-year-old Australian sh- uh, shepherd got swept away by floodwaters in California this week. Have you heard about this? Firefighters were able to track him down. His owner was frantic. and Save him and bring him home because his owner keeps an Apple AirTag on his collar. I oh, You should see the, uh, the video here. I love it. Swept away. Uh, manages to uh, climb up on like a, I don't know, floating bit of debris. And they were able to find him. Seamus, uh, his name, Seamus? Something like that. Was equipped with both Apple AirTag and a conventional ID tag. Uh, which aided rescuers and owners in tracking the pup and reuniting them uh so really cool that they were able to do this so um if you have an animal like that i would have loved to have had that when my dog was was living um you know cuz you you open the door too wide she's gone and then you were going to spend a while chasing around after her so maybe an idea apple airtag secured to the collar of the dog maybe help you track him down uh better than otherwise all right uh, we are, uh, when we return, we will read the common sense retirement planning at text line, join the show live. We are streaming live on rumble.com. My channel, Tara servacious, all one word. If you don't listen to the Battleground podcast, you should listen on Fridays. Make a Friday listening appointment. We do insane things to wrap up of the week. The most important things. And I focus on the most insane things. Things we've never seen before that will have a huge impact. This is a thing we've never seen before. You know, on my Telegram channel, somebody asked me, Hey, Tara, do do you still think? This is what I've been saying for a while. A lot of people say America's dying, America's dead. Well, yeah, America in its current form. The form we've known for most of our lives is pretty much toast. I think we can all agree on that. But I've been arguing for a while that what's actually dying is federalism, the federal system, the federal government. States are getting stronger and stronger and stronger, particularly the states, this will continue to happen, Um, that are still recognizably American. There are a lot of post-American territories in this country that are virtually unrecognizable as American. They don't have American culture. They don't have American-style justice systems. They don't have American-style justice precedents. They, they they really don't. They operate as kangaroo courts and third-world regimes. They're coming more and more to, re, to resemble them. But there's other parts of this country that are absolutely thriving. And over the years, the states have begun to forget that they had any power at all. They're beginning to remember. And so what you're going to see is, yes, a fracturing of the country, but I've argued that there's a darn good possibility that we will be freer than we have been in our lifetimes if the trend towards state rule continues. And it's not a to- trend towards state rule. It's a return to state rule. We were only ever meant to have a very, very weak central government that really did very little but provide for the common defense. You need know, a little trade regulation if it crossed state lines. They were only there to settle disputes. The EPA is unconstitutional. Department of Education completely unconstitutional. Most everything the, dem- the, the, the federal government does is unconstitutional. It's going broke. It's going broke at a rapid rate of speed. It's going to go, that rate of speed is going to accelerate this year as Saudi Arabia drops the petrodollar, and OPEC does too. But don't confuse the dissolution, the disintegration, Of the federal system, which was never supposed to be what it is right now, with the disintegration of America. They're two separate things. In fact, the federal disintegration we're seeing may be a good thing. We don't need all of it. The founding fathers never intended the federal government to get as big as it was. That's why they included almost no funding sources for it. Up until about 100 years ago, the federal government, there was no income tax. A lot of people don't know this. They had to add an amendment to get the income tax. Turns out it would be a death sentence for the country in its its old form. It was only ever supposed to be funded through tariffs. That's it. It was on purpose to starve it of oxygen, i.e. cash. It needed to get big. None of this was ever supposed to happen. In fact, the best thing that we could do as a country is repeal the amendment that gave us the income tax and go back to starving the federal government. Return to state power. Return to a time. Look, folks, a little over 100 years ago, there wasn't even an FBI. We don't need these things. We don't need an agency at the federal level to violate the First Amendment on a daily basis and censor us. We don't need any of it. So I got a message on Telegram the other day. Hey, Terry, do you still believe us? Yes, I do. I believe it more than ever. I'm bullish on this country. In the future, and my kids ask me all the time, what's it going to look like? Well, there'll be parts of post-America that are still not only American, but freer than they were for most of our lifetimes. I believe that. And so do a lot of other people. They're throwing in the towel and fueling a mass movement of people that we haven't seen. This is the beginning of that. Did you see this? This is good news because of the underlying sentiment involved. You know, so many of you say, look, 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 look at all the people that go to Trump's uh, rallies. Look at them all. Wow, Trump's going to win. Maybe. Didn't help him in 2020, but maybe. But it's one thing to stand in the lines hours to get into the rally and then leave the rally. It's another entirely to pack up everything you own and move to another state. It's the closest thing Americans do to what our ancestors did, which was get on a boat and come here, which at that time involved risking your life crossing the ocean. There was no helicopter to rescue if the boat went down. They're modern immigrants, but they're not going to another country. Well, they're not geographically going to another country. Culturally, they're going to another country. They're following that same instinct their ancestors had, and they're doing it at record levels. Listen to this. From the New York Post, dazed and abused by high taxes and rising crime, more New Yorkers fled to Florida in 2022 than any year in history. A staggering 64,577 Empire State staters exchanged their driver's licenses for the Sunshine, Sunshine State version last year. That's according to figures from the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles, which tracks this every year. They come in every day, a staffer at Jackson DMV office told The Post this week with a weary laugh. I hear all the complaints. I feel like a therapist sometimes. People don't want to live the way the left wants us to live. People don't want to live the way that they are discussing having us live this week at Davos, where all of our leaders are there, where the head of our FBI is there with them, not with us. People are going to move to these states. They are moving to these states. They are moving to the states in record levels. It's the immigration urge to flee this junk. And as they do, let me tell you what's going to happen. They're following Ron DeSantis, because Ron DeSantis is the only person in this country right now that has the temerity to buck the federal government and win and do it while laughing at them. He's got a great style, and they're following him. They are packing up 64,577 of them. And what that's going to lead to, because we're getting some of this immigration too here in South Carolina. We are uh, seeing some great numbers as well. What that's going to lead to for current and future governors is an absolute expectation. If you have packed the U-Haul, oh, you got nothing. You have got no problem packing the front lawn of a governor's mansion and demanding they stand up to the federal government. We opened the show today with the news. I And I threw back my head and laughed when I saw it, but it was also said, Americans are crossing the Mexican Mexican border, folks, going down to the kidnapping capital of Mexico, Juarez, to buy eggs to smuggle back in. Why? Because they're half the price there they are here. They are gassing up their cars because they can afford gas down there, too. You know what's going to happen? The people are going to be on the lawns of these governors. They probably won't even have to in DeSantis' case, and they're going to be demanding, ignore the EPA, drill now. I need to keep the lights on in my house. Ignore the EPA drill now. I need oil for my car. But, 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 but it's illegal. No, it's not. It's the EPA that's illegal. Not flouting the EPA. That's what was expected by our founders. In fact, they'd be mighty disappointed in us. This mass movement of people is going to create massive expectations of these governors. And what are these governors going to be expected to do? Smack down the federal government and say... Come down here and make me. It's the only morally justified way to resist your government. The only one. It's the way our founders wanted. Look, folks, our founders, if you read the Federalist Papers, only ever intended the federal government to rule with the assent of the government. They expected states to rebel. They wanted states to nullify. Not just whatever they thought was unconstitutional, but whatever they just didn't like. And the states would have the power to do that because the federal government would be so weak. It was only ever intended to be funded through tariffs. But the people have forgotten. But they're beginning to remember. To remember. When 64,000 people load up a U-Haul and they haul everything they have down to Florida and they put up a stake there. It's starting. That's a vote. That's a vote with your feet. Going to a rally and waiting hours to get in and out is awesome and we love Trump for it. This is beyond that. The rebellion is beginning. And it is a good thing. The weapon in this one, unlike the last Civil War, that one was a musket and a cannon, this one it's, so far, the moving truck. You will see in your lifetime, assuming the federal government doesn't go broke soon and collapse, which is a real possibility, you will see A governor hauled out of a governor's mansion in cuffs. You will see that for doing what the founders intended, defying the federal government. Somebody's going to go first. I hope it's DeSantis, and I hope he does it through drilling. I hope he says, to heck with you in the waters off Florida. To heck with you, we're getting our energy. We are not going to live this way. Somebody's got to go first, but when somebody does, it'll become the expectation, the expectation of every single person, the 64,000 who loaded up those U-Hauls and moved everything at great expense to them. They will expect it. Someone will go first, and that governor is going to get away with it, and then it'll cascade. DeSantis is inching up to it every day, inching closer and closer to daring to do it. Maybe someone else will do it first, but somebody needs to, and then it's game on. Another day, another lockdown, another gun found in Greenville County Schools. It's the norm. Does it bother you? we got kids and grandkids in Greenville County Schools. I had a conversation with a mom last week when I was at the dental retreat, and um, it was bugging her too. So just, I, feel, I just don't feel like I should send my child anymore. If you've got that queasy feeling, but you don't know what to do about it because you work, you can't homeschool, you can't do anything. Have you considered the Greenville County Schools virtual program? My kids attend it. They love it. They're thriving. And the first um, objection I get to the virtual program is, oh, we tried that during e-learning. We didn't like it. This is not e-learning. They have made amazing strides. Let me tell you what's going on in the virtual program. And And I know that superintendent, Burke Royster, while I'm praising the job he's done with it, probably would not want me to tell you the best teachers some of the best teachers in our school system, fed up because they can't teach anymore, tired of the lockdowns, tired of the guns in school, tired of the fights, tired of the drama, they're leaving and they're teaching in virtual. It's happening uh, in other counties as well. This is bears no resemblance to e-learning. My children love it. They could go back to school if they wanted, but they don't want to go. And it's made an amazing difference in our family. Anyway, the reason I bring this up Um, As I know for most people, it's probably not the choice for you, I get it, but for some people who are having that same nagging situation with school, I think I'm hitting the bullseye with you, and the reason I'm bringing it up is the deadline to apply is today. So here's what you do. This is for people who are not, you know, willing or able to make that big, huge jump from um, public school to homeschooling. It's a big jump. Uh, This is a way... Um, to stay connected to the public schools, to have your kids still able to play sports. My kids play on public school sport teams. Be on the debate team. Join the art club. You have access to all of that. Oh, but you go to school at home. You can concentrate. There are no discipline problems. None. Zip, zilch, zero. There's no guns. There's no lockdowns. There's no worry. And in my family, I I had a conversation with my daughter about this. She loves the virtual program, just raves about it. She said, you know, this whole idea that you should go to school and you need to be socialized by people you don't know. Well, we found some of those people we don't know weren't such good people. And she said, you know, I'm socialized with my brother now. She said, my brother is my best friend. And she said, you know, I didn't really know him like I do now. He was my brother and I loved him. But she said, I I know him 80% better. I sit across from him every day. I love it. She said, I would have never known my brother like this because, you know, by the time you get home from school and you do all your work and you run to your activities, your extracurriculars, you don't have any time but to pass each other in the hallway. She said, I'm so glad I got this time with him. My kids spend way more time now. They are tight. They spend way more time together. They are super tight. Our family is tight. They fight less. It's been amazing. You know what we've done? We haven't done anything new or radical. We've returned to the way it always was. You were socialized by your family, your brother and your sister. They're first. Everybody else is nice and they're second. And if you do virtual, you are going to have to find outlets for your kids. We have, and it's worked great. They have they're all-in sports or activities that they do, so they're not missing out on that. But I'm choosing who my children are socialized with and by. And I like my choice. So if anything I've said just rings a bell with you, fill out the application today. It will take you 10 minutes tops. You'll reserve your place. Today is the last day that you can apply. You need to apply by 11 p.m. tonight. Here's how you do it. You go to Backpack. If you're a Greenville County Schools parent, you've got Backpack. Go into Backpack. Go into the Programs tab. It's right there. And apply. And listen, if you, you know, do your research on virtual and then you decide, you know what? This isn't actually for me. I don't think I'm going to do this. It's super easy to send them an email and say, hey, listen, take my name off the list. And you're done. But grab your space now. If you have ever wanted to jump out of the public schools. If you have ever said one more lockdown, man, one more lockdown, one more gun, fill out the application so you can reserve your space, and they give yourself a few weeks uh, to do some some research into it, see if it's right for you. Consider it.